Hello, everyone, and welcome to my rant. Um, so, my name is Kazun Kodri, as you all know, and um, I'm a bit excited about today's episode because of many things. So, I'm starting a new, should I say, sub series in my podcast, which I titled My White Paper. <laughs> I was actually thinking of my white words, but I just felt my white paper makes sense because. I was supposed to type this out. So everything in this episode should actually be written out, you understand? So I think that's what I'll do at the end of each episode or probably one week after. So what I'll do is we have, it comes out in podcast format first, then one week after the written format. So in case uh, those of us that want to read it on later on, but they're actually just my white papers with my thoughts. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want to call them white papers because they are not like proven and everything, but these are still my rant but in a more researched format so um so the first white paper i have is based on cryptocurrency and bitcoin so i i think most people saw this coming because i always talked about this i was always interested about bitcoin and cryptocurrency things. i think i knew about bitcoin since 2014 but i then didn't have enough cash to even buy one bitcoin or I, and i didn't have credit card because it was just complicated purchasing thing things over here in nigeria since then but so far i i think i have some bitcoin not that much i sold most of them when i wanted to purchase my laptop it was one of the uh, assets i had to purchase my laptop then okay so um i did a bit of research for today's episode so you wouldn't mind um following me on this journey to actually enjoy what I've discovered so far. So, but I'll try to break this episode um, down in many forms so we don't go on just one stretch. Okay. Um, okay, so to start, first of all, what is cryptocurrency? Because I, I wouldn't want to jump down to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is a whole, it's something different entirely. Let me put it that way. So, first of all, what is cryptocurrency? Uh, okay, so cryptocurrency is basically a digital money. That's just what it is. So, um, what you call money, which is a legal tender, so a digital version of a legal tender, which is money, but it's online, so you can't get the physical cryptocurrency. Although there have been some, yeah, printing Bitcoin, but just getting QR code, it's still digital because you still don't get the um, feel of an actual Bitcoin. You understand? Because they are all cryptocurrencies and they are damn that digital. So, um, disclaimer before i move on is um everything here are just limited to my understanding my little research i've done so for the um text version i would place the links to um my what i used for research so the website i checked um videos i watched so i'll list uh, all those down there so you can also validate what i said if it's true and go on do your own research i really like to get everybody's opinion concerning this um sub-series i will have in Okay, and um, first of all, to get those the um, text version, it's going to be on my website, cars.com.ng. So, in case you need that, just check out cars.com.ng. So, kaz.com.ng. So, let's move on. So, first of all, I explained what cryptocurrencies are. And we have so many cryptocurrencies out there. In fact, I think for every day, there's one new cryptocurrency coming out. And um, a lot of countries are adopting it, a lot of people. I also am a big fan of cryptocurrency because of the goal of cryptocurrencies in the first place which i'll just discuss in a minute so 
what are the goals of cryptocurrency basically to make payments online and to the next part which i'm going to is what i call decentralization so whereby you don't have a central authority controlling how people buy and spend so like a physical cash whenever you buy and sell something you have to validate if the cash is actually original so it's, there are many ways to do that for each um, currency i really don't know how they do in other currencies but one of the ways in nigeria is like you carry the uh, you take the piece of paper or dust in the morning so let's just say a thousand naira and you can probably get light from the back of the money and you just see it so there's like an image of probably um maybe namzi azikwe i think that's on 500 naira you see it on but it's not like something you can actually see directly so that's one of the ways a little man would actually just validate if this money is actually um, original or not understand but um that's basically it for how we validate on this part but definitely all currencies go through banks um go through um, many other regulation systems so from banks it goes to the cbn then the cbn um takes in all the money and creates new ones means new version so they don't put dirty money back into circulation so that's another way whereby um these um authorities sorry for using up to them another way where authorities are able to ensure cash flow in the economy constantly so basically that's a bit of what not all i i can't really list out all this i've not really sat down any forum to understand um the, the goals of but one of the needs i i knew it was trying to solve is for each and everyone to be able to access money because there are some places in africa people can't actually buy and sell because the money is probably valued um worthless or you can't access your money like um when the financial crisis happened in america i think that was 2008 a lot of people wanted to withdraw their money out of the banks but they couldn't because their money were all tied up to this financial system and they didn't want everybody to take out their money because you just crumbled the whole system in general i think it happened in 1914 also um the great depression uh, i i think that's date. yeah if i'm correct and also there's been there have been times here in nigeria we had a recession um for prices so people want to just withdraw their money i even think recently um not really i, I think the servers of zeni bank were overloaded and some other banks not the zeni banks because i think people were trying to pay salaries and people weren't getting salaries it affected most people I, I was actually scared because not really scared though but i knew it was just an issue because and i understand what could possibly be happening and how the programmers and the network administrators of each of those banks will be going up and down just trying to ensure that issue was fixed but those are one of um those are some of the reasons why cryptocurrencies were created in the first place so basically that's just um there are so many cryptocurrencies so that's the next one i'm going to show so yeah, i i even think it started way back in um i think 1988 there about when the first thought of cryptocurrencies came to be you understand so these um guys that felt okay there was need for this how we go about it white papers were written not like like old current white papers but a lot of um a lot of papers were written about this part so i i think we should all check that out i'll link some of them in the text version of this podcast okay so um this that's basically an introduction to cryptocurrency in uh, what i'm my goal here is 
to make all this my research as easy as possible for anyone to be able to grasp. So I won't be going into too much um, jargons or um, too much details, you understand? So that's why I would actually link each article or videos I've watched so everybody can go check it out and get better understanding. That's if I'm not breaking things down as much as I should down over here. You get so um basically that's for cryptocurrency and i want to post this um episode here so we take a break before we move on to the next session of this um episode if that's fine by you thank you very much yeah welcome back um my name is tikazun kodri and welcome back to my rant and we're still discussing about cryptocurrencies and bitcoin so we stopped at explaining basically what cryptocurrencies are ah and i just want to take us on a little bit of a journey let's, let's let me call it a journey because cryptocurrency I, I think the first one was created in 1989 by a guy called david chown from creating that cryptocurrency, he called it eCash. And the whole goal was to have a way whereby you can anonymously send money between two people. So you can transfer, I want to buy and sell. So basically what we do with money, but you can do it anonymously. That was the goal. But having a central party, a trusted party between both, um, sorry, a trusted body between both parties. So the person buying and selling to validate that, okay, this person actually has the amount of money he wants to send to me and I should have the amount of money I you understand basically the way money works so um this guy created it in a company called Digicash in 1989 that I just want to bring that brief because I want us to understand that Bitcoin is not actually the first cryptocurrency neither is it going to be the last but it's actually the most popular and the most um, valuable currently because as at me ex um, recording this episode April 2nd Bitcoin is currently at over $59,000 and it's going to definitely go higher than that over time and probably go lower because as everything are, we are they are all built on trust so how do people trust it? that's basically how money works so mentioning how money works so let me quickly go over how the current money we spend how they all work so this is my own understanding of how money works and a little bit of research i have done don't forget it's my white paper so um every money or every currency we have are all built on trust so i trust that this money you are giving to me what's this so I, I equate trust with value sorry let me know we um, lose anyone there what i mean is i have 100 naira I trust that you are giving me, let's say if someone gives me 100 naira, let me put it that way. So you are giving me 100 naira, so Kazim take this 100 naira. So I trust that you are giving me something that is legal, that I can actually use to purchase something. And that thing I'm purchasing should equate to the value which 100 naira is. So this, the market determines the value normally, but we still trust that this value should be this because if you don't trust that a bottle of water is 100 naira, you don't pay you don't pay 100 naira for the bottle of water and which will determine if the value of that bottle of water would actually increase or decrease so that's still up for economics i, I don't want to go too deep in explaining how that power works 
But if I feel the value of this one um, bottle is not 100 naira, I don't buy it for 100 naira. And let's say everybody in Nigeria doesn't buy a bottle of water for 100 naira. That would actually make the manufacturer either reduce the price or increase it. So the manufacturer can actually choose to increase it. So maybe he feels we are all um, we feel we are undervaluing this bottle of water. So he might increase it to 200, and we all buy it from 200. Or he might reduce it to 15, and we all buy it from 15. So one of those two works, you understand. But basically, I'm equating the value of one bottle of water to 100 naira, which was given to me by someone. So it's basically used for transactions. You understand? There's always a transaction going on. That's one thing you have to also understand. But basically, that's how money works. So a legal way I can actually give, let's just say, a legal. I don't want to say paper because paper is limiting what money actually is. But a legal tender that I can actually tender to for transactions. So I want to give you hundred naira, and you understand that this is backed by the central bank of my country or by a financial institution or a central trusted body that okay says that whenever someone gives me 100 naira i know that this 100 naira this value is 100 naira that i can actually trans translate that to something else maybe i buy a bottle of water as i explained earlier so basically that's what money is in a simpler sense so how do we come about money so that I, would, I don't want to go too far behind, but let's move over to the American dollar, which is very popular and we all know. I think we have all heard about a dollar before. So um, how dollars work? Originally, when dollars started, like when they created the American dollar initially, it was backed by a certain amount of gold. So let's say, um, assuming one dollar was backed by one kg of gold. So for every one dollar that was printed, America should have one kg of gold. So if there are one million dollars in circulation, there should be one million kg of gold in the central bank. So, so I have to say that whenever I give someone hundred naira, that's I'm giving a person one kg of gold. So basically, because we trust gold, you know, I earlier explained that money is built on trust equated with value. So I trust that you are giving me one um, kg of gold, which I value to be one bottle of water you understand you understand yeah I, I think that's basically it so how did this change because it definitely changed it's not one dollar is no but sorry i'm just using an assumption here i can't remember the exact figure of each dollar to a good a, a kg or whatever it used to um, equate the value of gold but i can't remember exactly what it is but Let's just assume one dollar was equal to one kg of gold. But as time went, people felt okay. So I feel my one dollar should be equal to two kg of gold because it's more valuable. You understand? So that's how value of money changes. It's based on trust. So I trust that it should be this. It's not really, um, should I say? It's not like someone wakes up in the morning and say a dollar should be two kg of gold. But people just trust it. It's general that, and then trading happens. So people buy dollar with gold and gold with dollar. So those transactions increase or decrease the value of a currency, basically. So America had to shift from backing each dollar to gold because they felt they had an issue at the point. So they were fighting wars, and they felt okay. I need, we need to print out more more money, and we can't print out. Uh, more money if we don't have more gold and we can't have more gold if we don't have men 
mining for gold. So they felt, how do we solve this problem? And one of the ideas that came up was to remove the backing of gold to each dollar. So technically saying, I don't want to back my dollar by gold. So I don't have, for every dollar I print, I don't have that equivalent of gold in the bank because I want to print, I want to be able to print as much dollar as I want to print since I don't have enough gold. So that's basically what happened. So from that moment, they shifted from backing a dollar from gold to trust. Don't forget, I said every um, currency or money is being backed by trust equivalent to value. So I put the value of one dollar to gold instead. But basically, that's what happened. That's what shifted um, how money works. And today, every currency is being backed by a dollar. So for in Naira now, I think we have three fifty or three sixty, yeah, about to a dollar. So for every three hundred sixty Naira I should have in my pocket, it's equivalent to one dollar. So for every time Nigeria prints, Nigerian Central Bank prints three hundred sixty-five Naira, it should have one dollar to back it. So in case I want to change my money back, I should be able to get a dollar back. That's basically how it how it works. Understand? That's how we. That's why we always find situations whereby they ask, um, what's the value of dollar to a Naira? That's, I'm using um, Naira because I'm definitely in Nigeria. You understand? That's basic in simpler terms. But to move on, we have to understand wh why the need for a cryptocurrency came about to be. So uh, in the previous episode, I explained goals. So people felt I, I should be able to buy and sell online since we had something called the internet in general. So many research many currencies came we had e-cash um we, we had so many other ones i can't really remember all of them but a guy i don't know maybe it's a guy thought of creating something called bitcoin what felt in the person of him creating bitcoin created something with it which is called the blockchain technology so the blockchain is basically um should i say database or a framework of building things so you can actually use the blockchain to do almost anything so for voting um banking um research website a lot of things there are many applications to blockchain but one of these applications is cryptocurrency which a form of cryptocurrency which we call bitcoin because i feel you can secret a different type of cryptocurrency that won't be backed by the blockchain maybe a different um framework entirely i would call it a framework because Basically, that's what it's, it is in simpler sense. So, um, he created Bitcoin. That's Satoshi Nakamoto. That's the alias person. No one really knows the true identity of this person. And I feel he's not from Japan because Satoshi Nakamoto sounds like a Japanese name. I think it even has a meaning in Japanese, but let's not dive into that. That's not what I hate to discuss today. Or basically created um this currency we have today this cryptocurrency we have today called bitcoin based on the um, blockchain technology which works it does let me put it that way um so we have two parties wanting to transact so i want to buy a bottle of water so i'll still go back to my analogy i want to buy a bottle of water and um how normal currency works is so for every one 
like I explained, for every 360 naira, there has to be a dollar to back it up. And there has to be a trusted party in between to every transaction. So a bank has to be able to tell that, okay, person A has $1 and would pay person B that $1. So when like I go to a store to buy something and I drop my um, credit card or my debit card, once the store can validate from the bank that I have this amount of money in my bank, the store gives, um, should I say validate that transaction and withdraws that amount from my account to their own account. So that's how money just moves digitally. So I'm, I'm going to be enclosing my whole analogy now to the digital space, which makes it easier. So that's basically how money works. But what Bitcoin was trying to solve was to a way whereby you can make this whole transaction without having that middleman, which is the financial financial institution, sorry, the financial institution, which is either the bank or the central bank, whatever it is, that validates those two parties, you understand? So you shouldn't be able to have I shouldn't be able to print more than I shouldn't be able to print the dollar a naira because I don't have the rights to do that. But you know, we are, we are in a digital world whereby we have um, cryptocurrencies that everything can be copied. So we we'll was trying to avoid a way whereby I can buy something with one naira and copy it back and buy again with another one naira, which is the same naira. So we we're trying to avoid that issue and not having a middleman to be able to tell. Who is doing this? There's actually a middleman. I'll get back to that, but not having a physical or an establishment or organization being the middleman to validate this transaction. So that was what Bitcoin was trying to solve. And you can also do this anonymously. So you don't have to have your name and your email address out there because that was an, this is another thing about privacy that you're trying to solve. So this breaded Bitcoin which we have today and um, basically we could use this currency to do make transactions so how wait how do we validate if this currency is actually valid in the first place so that's where we have something called mining in bitcoin so for every time any transaction happens we have um, different parties that you would have to validate if this amount of bitcoin or this coin has been spent before so if it has been spent before is this um person still spending it again so whenever i buy I, I send one bitcoin to you i don't i don't have that bitcoin again so i've sent it to you i don't have that copy of bitcoin again so someone has to validate that okay this copy of bitcoin has moved from person a to person b so person b owns this amount of bitcoin now that's basically how the whole blockchain and bitcoin technology works but in next episode i'll be able to break down um the history or what I feel the future of Bitcoin will be and the nitty-gritty, so the good, what I feel the disadvantages and the advantage of Bitcoin are. Thank you very much. I know you are still listening, so keep tuned for the next episode about that.